fans on iHeartRadio in Atlanta, Georgia, who have downloaded this show over 500 times for some godforsaken reason. Uh, my name is Matthew. And everybody makes mistakes sometimes. I'm Matt. And I'm Alexis. And I don't know why we're so popular in <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, on a, I on mean a per, let's not get ahead of ourselves on a per capita basis. That's not like, let's not get crazy. We also I mean, haven't ruled out that it's a bot, right? Yeah, I right. <laughs> I said it's, I think it's like, aren't there different like hubs for different ISPs where it all routes through certain areas? Like Virginia used to be a big Comcast hit or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, regardless, should we be discriminatory of our friends, whether they are bots or real humans? Though? I'm uh, anyone that wants to listen to this show, I'm all power to you. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, if, if everybody out there wants to create a bot that just repeatedly downloads and then deletes our episodes, that's fine by me, too. It is bizarre. It, we haven't recorded a new episode in over a year. Um and then during the pandemic, there have been random spikes where our show has been popular. Like in July, there was over 300 downloads for some reason. Um, same in September. Hmm. But then in December and January and now in February, it is consistently skyrocketing the amount of downloads we get. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not going to question it. I mean, we can just be, you know, thankful. And hey, thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this bullshit. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I hope you have like better things to do with your time. But if you don't... It's probably like, folks who are really excited for us to engage in the ongoing conversation about WandaVision. Oh, wow. I love how we can all experience this in a group setting for the first time together. And we can all be like asking questions during this opening portion. We could all bring our questions to the table and be like, oh, man, I wonder what's going to happen because none of us know what's going to happen because the three of us haven't already watched this episode so we don't know what happens and so, tj matt, lamb can't bust my balls about matt, guessing as the what's star of the show yeah what do you think's gonna happen i don't fucking know <laughs> what do you want to happen i don't know I, I came in here fucking salty knowing that you've already seen it it makes me pissed so what about your broken nail did that also well i had to cut all my nails saltiness? To even them out yeah it was getting caught on my pocket all day and that was really pissing me off so mm-hmm. i only watched it so that i would be prepared to answer your questions and i wanted to give myself a little bit of a heads up so that when you come in and you're just like well why the fuck did this happen i've understood it and i can give you that answer because that's that's also the point of this show is that i'm supposed to be able to explain stuff you don't like i mean sure so i can't give you any real answers that's fine. So I don't know. I mean, as I said last time, like shit's got to either the unraveling either needs to really accelerate or it needs to really slow down. Like it needs to accelerate to a point where things are boiling over and everything is fucked, fucked, like mega fucked. Or there needs to be something that like dampens it and puts the brakes on because ooh, we are on a fast track to, to, to fucked land right now. Um, what is what does everything is fucked looks like and what 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 does everything is not fucked looks like well i mean i think everything is fucked is like since vision knows things are fucked vision knows she's controlling it sword knows that she's controlling it like the kids may have some fucking power in bringing back quicksilver like 
Agnes is whoever the fuck Agnes is. Like there, there are so many things that are so batshit right now that we either need to like calm things down and have like a, oh, isn't it like a, like a, a, a slow it down, reunite with Quicksilver, everything's fine episode. Or we need to have like a Quicksilver also gets in on like gets to vision levels of knowing that things are fucked and turning on her sister in some way, shape, or form. And like it either either needs to de-escalate or escalate. Because I think maintaining right here is is a weird spot to be at. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, but well, I guess that I'm just sort sense. of I'm sort of just wondering want progression. Yeah, like what? Yeah, that's uh, for me. Like, what is, what does progression look like for you? There's been some kind of moment of like, holy fuck, I guess per episode, at this point, right? Um, whether it's uh, Monica getting shot out back into reality, the wrong Quicksilver showing up, I think was a huge like what the fuck moment. Like, how how would you top that kind of a what the fuck moment? Uh, I don't know if I'm looking to top a what the fuck moment, but I, I think what I would want, I think vision tries to break out. Mm -hmm. I, I think this, like vision is coming to grips with how bat shit everything around him is. And I think he's going like, he knows it's going to be difficult to escape borderline impossible because it's Wanda's doing, but I think it's going there. There could be some like super like, superpower battle thing as he's trying to free himself from whatever this is not knowing that by freeing himself from this it would also kill him because he seems to have no recollection that you know he's dead and you say vision you say superpower battle as in vision versus wanda yes okay. and i guess quicksilver just holds pom-poms or something yeah because sure. at this point too we also don't know to what extent vision knows how much is like being influenced that it's the just this town versus more so i think that's a fair assumption to be like there's <laughs> who knows he can't really just escape because he doesn't know if it's like everything so he's it might be more of a confrontation than anything fly away until he can't keep flying <laughs> no. but also like would he want to fly away if he doesn't know anything about his life before basically one division well i mean i think Why a piece of that would also make you terrified right like the mm -hmm. fact that i only know anything about here and now i'm seeing the extent of her powers it's like he's clearly put two and two together that she's affecting a lot of you know his reality so given that even if she doesn't or even if he doesn't know anything pre wanda it's clear like something's something's fucked up he knows it's fucked up and I think he's going to try and like make some sort of break for it. Um, even, even I feel like, like he would be much more in confrontation mode than break, like leave, try and escape. Personally, for me, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. I, I don't I know. Think I think be involved though. I mean, if you Definitely. but if you look at Vision's character, even in Civil War, he was very adverse to fighting. Well, I'm not right? saying so much fighting but like trying to confront Wanda about what she's doing, like even like verbally and be like, you need to snap out of this Wanda. You can't keep doing this. Like not so much like physically fighting her, but because of that too, because of his character, I don't think he would just fly away from her because of how entwined he is with her. Um, even just, I mean, I guess forgetting about the other stories of him, 
if we're thinking about he's thinking that this is his only known reality is this like WandaVision the, the only thing he knows is like he does like Wanda he does like in some way like trust her versus he doesn't necessarily know anyone else if he doesn't have any memory of it of who to trust and who to go to so I feel like from his personality he might just try and like reason with her more confront her on what she's doing and try and change her mind figure out what's going on or yeah, I, oh, he might sorry, even do more investigation himself and try and figure out why she's acting this way that's also another one that i could imagine him doing like trying to go off and do that i guess it's still really up in the air as to well we know that wanda is controlling the hex and everything within but we don't know what hap like the the further and further you would get from wanda's influence right um i think when we see wanda or vision interacting with people there is a lot going on but vision calls out in the last episode like where are all the children mm -hmm. and we know there are thousands of people in the town yeah so where I mean, are they and even if like i go back to one of my original theories that vision is really just like a consciousness of wanda and I definitely don't see him trying to leave because <laughs> if it is just Wanda trying to reason with herself and basically another body or something because she is giving him consciousness and I have another... she might just keep trying to reason with herself via yeah. vision. Yeah. So if that's not the case, I think like, are we to believe that because she rolled credits over their argument that those credits were visible to the audience. Who is the audience? The, the was not cut from the broadcast. Or like sword agents, basically. Oh. Like, um, like whoever would be watching this, the, like because she's cutting other things that she's rewinding out. But every time the credits have been visible to the quote unquote audience. So I since think... the credits were rolling over their argument, could we assume that that was visible to, yes, people at S.H.I.E.L.D.? I feel Maybe. like we only know the differences when that aspect ratio changes. And I can't remember now if that changed to widescreen when they were like confronting each other or not. Because I, I feel like that's did. been I the other times did. they've like, yeah. So then maybe that was all so, here or something. But I will note I... that like uh, Darcy does comment uh, when Quicksilver shows up. So Correct. since that moment happens after the credits yeah. quote unquote start rolling. There's, but, but, it's clear that they're still watching. Yeah, but theoretically, as she's editing stuff out on the fly anyway, like you could edit out the in-between confrontation and yeah. and credits. Sure. I guess what sure. I'm saying is, if if the credits were visible, Shield now knows that um, that Vision is very suspicious of what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So then, instead of Vision making a break for it, piggybacking off of the him trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I think Shield could try, or sorry, Sword could try and use Vision as a conduit. Like he, instead of trying to contact Wanda and being like, "Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda?" It's gonna be like, "Vision, here's what the fuck is going on, and here's what mm -hmm. you need to do to get the fuck out." So, or it stands for reason. I die. Sword needs, or Sword wanted something from Vision anyway because they had his body, and they're yeah. the the sentient, uh, you know whatever the, the sword thing was, sentient observation. Right, so... Of which he is a sentient thing. 
Yeah, so they have a vested interest in getting him out of there to do whatever the fuck experimentation tests or whatever. So, like, obviously they have a they have an interest in, you know, saving 2,000 people from Wanda's psychosis, but they also have a vested physical interest in Vision quote-unquote surviving this process and not getting eradicated um, for, for study. So S.H.I.E.L.D. could try and send some more Commodore 64 emails or send some more fucking weird ass things in the sky or whatever do some sky writing to try and mm -hmm. be like yo this is what's happening and here's what you need to do to get the fuck out we do not know how high the hex goes up i mean we know it's subterranean but we don't know where it goes up i suppose yeah i mean we don't we don't know where it cuts off underground or above ground i guess is what i was trying to say yeah so they might they might have the ability to I don't know skywriting or whatever, but I was I was just being an asshole when I said skywriting. But certainly, certainly they can they they uh, have to be able to track somewhat of what's going on inside. Yeah. So. Yeah. So so I think that's my that's my new running theory of what happens here, is 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 Vision becomes the 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 person that they're trying to make contact with. So it's going to be a bunch of him like slinking around and and trying to either him trying to initiate contact because he's already gotten contact before and trying to figure out what that was. And, and, and maybe he goes back to that electronic mail and, and dissects a little bit further. Um, but also it could be the sword just making more contact with him to, to, to push mm -hmm. the, push the narrative forward. So why is Quicksilver here? <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my follow-up as I've done nothing to, to talk about what <laughs> I think Quicksilver is just here as a distraction. By who? Our kids. I think our kids are are are. are hmm. I mean, I think the kids brought Quicksilver there. Um, is that why he was recast? Is because they didn't know what <laughs> he actually yeah, looked like? They him? have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea. They just know that she has a brother. Yeah. And hey, wow, they got so close to getting the right one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So maybe he acts as the distraction to Wanda by just, you know, existing in front of her two eyeballs and her not allegedly not having anything to do with his return. So she's mm -hmm. going to be pretty preoccupied with, okay, I'm now confused. I don't know what's going on here because I created this whole thing. And mm -hmm. now this fucker's here. Who the fuck brought this guy here? So she's going to be a little bit on edge, but also distracted, but also confused. So that may give vision an opening to also investigate the world as well. Mm-hmm. Is like if she's in control of 99% of things and then her fucking dead brother shows up, that's gonna throw you for a loop a little bit, eh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but she's already hanging out with her dead husband. Yeah, but so. she re she reanimated him, so that's fine. Like she knows what he's been up to. She doesn't know what Quicksilver's been up to, other than wearing a sick shirt. If he's not wearing that shirt again, oh shit, it's gonna be 90s now, isn't it? Fuck. He's going to be wearing like Saved by the Bell shit now. Um, Is that still 80s? No, it's like early 90s, I thought. Like tail end of Saved by the Bell was like late early but 90s. But I feel like it was like iconically 80s. <laughs> I'm going to say style wise. On this one. Yeah. I didn't really watch Saved by the Bell. I don't know. So Fresh Prince, like, is that better? <laughs> yes, actually, that is. <laughs> um, 
I'm really disappointed that I'm not going to get to see more of that shirt because I fucking adored that shirt. You should write I mean, to the production maybe. company and ask them where the where the, the designer got that shirt from. I have a feeling Disney's budget is a little higher than mine. Yeah, but you can afford like one nice shirt in your closet. Well, don't hate on all of the shirts I have in my closet. That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> None, none of them are triple digit shirts. I don't think I don't think any of your shirts are are under or uh, sorry are over hundred dollars. I like that you're assuming that that shirt was only triple digits too, and it's not some weird funky like designer brand that's <laughs> yeah, like two it's, grand. Yeah, it's <laughs> actually somehow synthesized from like human tears or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's how high fashion works, Matt. <laughs> don't look at me, man. I don't. I clearly don't. I don't have any hundred dollar shirts in my fucking closet. You um, should have at least one really nice hundred dollar shirt in your closet for special occasions. I mean, that's that's more than you need to spend on a shirt. Like if you go to Brooks Brothers and buy a shirt, that's still not a hundred dollars. So then go somewhere else that's not Brooks Brothers. I'm, that's you're not understand. Never mind. But like you this, you've got you've got some like nice like expensive stuff that you pull out for the fancy fancy occasions right sure but i feel like it is a little bit different for girls like dress style than guys usually because i have to have so many different styles of clothes versus guys and pants and shirts and pants and shirts and pants and shirts and pants i have at least (laughs) one expensive shirt for like this is like a really classy important affair i can't show up looking like a schlub yeah, but I feel I, like I, I investing money in like a suit makes I sense. Like money. that's going to be like, yeah. I don't know if the shirt, especially like if it's being worn with a suit, does it really? I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I would. I would agree with that assessment. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to investigate that shirt further. Is the TLDR is I want to buy that shirt. <laughs> okay, it's a shirt that I assuredly cannot rock, but I would like it. I would hang it in my closet and look at it and be like, hey, I like that shirt. You can frame it. Right, I'll, I'll frame put it up on the wall next to your signed photo and, of John McEnroe. Uh, right, exactly. It'll go in between my signed photo from John McEnroe and my other signed photo from Tony Hawk and Steve-O. Go right in between. It's really fucked up, like, if and when I, I, I do buy a house, that there's going to be a framed picture of Tony Hawk and Steve-O on the wall. Not only that, Tony Hawk's signature is a normal adult human signature, of course, Steve-O fashions his signature so that the right, right half of it looks like a penis ejaculating. And of course it is because it's Steve-O. But that's going to be framed and it's going to be on my wall. So is what it is, everybody. Don't fall right. for that one. No, nope. <laughs> let's watch the episode. Okay, Hello, my name is Alice W. Castle, and I host Force Ghost Coast to Coast on the Multiverse 8 Podcast Network. Each episode, we discuss all the news from the galaxy far, far away, from movies to comics to novels to TV to games and everything in between. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Come join us next time, and may the Force be with you.
So what did we think? Yes? No? Maybe? I don't know. Can yes. you repeat the question? <laughs> I don't understand how that answers the question, but I guess yes. But also because no. they did a Malcolm in the Middle riff. Yeah. I know they I know they did. And that's the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle. Is so is this actually 2000s? Because wasn't Malcolm in the Middle early 2000s, not 90s? Uh, no, it started in the 90s. There's some time confusion in this one. Or time frame confusion in this one. <laughs> because I, I, I have it later in my notes, but the marquee had The Parent Trap and The Incredibles. The remake of The Parent Trap was 98. The Incredibles was 04. I mean, movie theaters consistently show films that are... Like, they reshow movies for events. Sure. But yes, that is curious and actually malcolm in the middle started in 2000 so i guess curious. we're skipping that's I, yeah. Yeah. next we didn't get a, a, a seinfeld riff in here and we didn't get like a true full house episode which i was yeah. expecting I mean, episode with, like, was vaguely full housey and the dress style it wasn't like 90s like like what right. they were doing in other eras, really like making it quintessentially 90s. Right. Or, yes. I mean, you also can't, it was Halloween, so it, not as much wardrobe. Yeah. We're, we're seeing period appropriate wardrobe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was, uh, oh. I realize. I will say I'm I'm glad I fucking watched this because you fucking guess everything. You would have spoiled the thing for me. Oh, I think this is the episode where Vision tries to escape you guys. Yeah, I think you're watching it. Yep. yep you <laughs> caught me. It's a reasonable progression of events is me knowing what's going to happen. Like, what? <laughs> it seemed like a pretty reasonable, like, once you've seen the, the House of Cards fall, like, cool, I'm going to try and get the fuck out of here. I, I feel like it wasn't that. really him trying to get the fuck You're out. Right. It was him trying to contact other people and be like, yo, this is help them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. right. Slash investigating. So I still am down with my point that he was trying to investigate the issue. <laughs> You're both right. You both would have spoiled it for me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Thank God you watched it or else, you know, mm -hmm. it would have been problematic for you. Watching it twice does help. Um, I mean, I have yeah, I'm theories. sure it does. Right. Um, I have some theories I'll share with you guys um there's a particular line that that uh it's something is starting to stand out to me and, and, I, and I don't know how valid it is um but it that's my comic book brain like oh well this thing happened in the comic book so i'm connecting these dots and blah blah blah, blah. so i don't know how how much it's worth uh talking about that versus what the show itself is presenting but it, that could be one of those things that if that line meant what i think it is on a rewatch like oh cool that'll that'll probably uh, stand out, but sure. regardless, it's not my show. It's your show. So, what you got on the notes? Um, to start, I just said how all Halloween episodes can kick dirt. <laughs> I hate Halloween episodes. Do you hate like Halloween too? Popular things. Halloween's fine. Not I mean, Christmas episodes are worth that. I mean, I think all holiday-specific episodes suck. Like. They so rarely bring anything to the table and it's just like, uh, oh, look, you're celebrating a thing that we're also doing in the television. Like, I don't I don't fucking need that. 
What about a President's Day holiday episode? Yeah, like do an Arbor Day one and they're planting up trees or some shit. Like, I don't fucking care. Or it's Labor Day and they, they literally just don't work. What if there was a show that was only holiday specific episodes? Oh, that sounds like a night. So it's you only watch like, I guess it's like a full season of a show in a year, but really spaced out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, holiday episodes don't usually air on the holiday itself. It's, They're usually it could be around that. Them. So you could literally have just like a regular show with holiday yeah, episodes. like yeah. every year a sitcom's like oh we're gonna do a, a, a thanksgiving epi- a halloween episode then a thanksgiving episode and then a, like a ho- holiday a non-denominational holiday episode great cool you knocked out like th- three episodes in your season with fucking cliche garbage thanks yeah but like, yes I they mean, use it here for a different purpose i understand but... no i'm, I'm i want to defend the actual sitcom use of the, mm. the holiday episode i mean i think if it's a good sitcom they do it really well look at the the, the halloween heists on brooklyn 99 as an example of like that's really funny that they keep doing it slaps giving on um how i met your mother that was a good one that i know you've seen how i met your mother there, there are some that are there are some that are fine i mean i also right. think about like community and community did a thing where they uh, for the first three seasons they did the three halloween episodes and they said beetlejuice once in each episode and by the third season when they said beetlejuice beetlejuice actually some or someone dressed as beetlejuice actually showed up and walked through the camera like there are shows that do really clever stuff with the holiday type episodes community also did the uh stop motion animated one abed's uncontrollable christmas that's like my favorite holiday episode ever all right that's fine. You just gotta watch. Uh, sorry, I guess Scrubs hasn't done a good Halloween or Christmas episode for you. I mean, Always Sunny did a good Christmas episode, but that doesn't mean Always Sunny did like... one of the best Christmas specials ever. They, I watch that every year on Christmas. It's fantastic. And then I go and throw rocks at trains. It's. Do you fuck my mom, Santa Claus? It's. <laughs> you fuck it's, my mom. It's start to finish spectacular. It's such a good. Yeah. So but, please, if you have not watched it, you should. I have see not it. watched it. It is actually tremendous. However, I think though I think though the examples you're bringing out the except are the exceptions and not the rule. Yeah, I'm like I'm not going to watch a Friends holiday episode. Like I don't give a shit about that. Cool. So the things that the thing that I like has a good thing that I like. Awesome. <laughs> I meant more the things that exist in outside of the sphere of you potentially. Whatever. It doesn't, uh, we're getting off track. Yeah, that's a very nonsensical statement. <laughs> um. I'm gonna watch the Star Wars holiday special, Life oh, Day. God. Oh Christ! Chewbacca's family. What's like? What's his name? Was like Munchie or something? I like, don't know. I, I never actually watched the holiday special. I heard it was just an absolute. Trend. They got one. He's got like one weird relative that's named like Munchie or Scumpy or Scampy or something. Something yeah, like Shrimp that. Scampy the Wookie. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Um. I'm not okay. going to look that up. I'm just going to call him Scampy. No. Call, call him Scampy. That's fine. That's what I do. Um, yeah. So Quicksilver seems like a cool uncle. Just, you know, hanging out, scaring the kids, potentially a vampire question mark. Um, and the, now they're doing like Malcolm, the, the flashbacks. So the, the flashback of them trick-or-treating and in Sokovia getting a fish to share as a treat. <laughs> Such a good logo. That, that was a pretty good bit. Um, With the nuclear symbol behind them too. Also, yes. Yeah. Um, 
So, okay. So yeah, they're prepping a trick or treat. They're shotgunning sodas, which is a great uncle nephew teaching moment. Here's how you shotgun. First, you get your car keys, <laughs> stab a hole in the side of the can. <laughs> it's to get the caffeine into your body fastest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Um, I do like, um, I saw you kind of roll your eyes. Uh, the Halloween costumes are what their comic book costumes are. That's what I, yeah, that's what I jotted down. Even like well. down to the kids, that's what their costumes that's, are. That's what I assumed it was. That's that's mm-hmm. what I jotted down. Um, so when Vision says he's going to be with the, the neighborhood watch, I'm like, one, that's going to be his cover for investigating shit. Mm-hmm. And she says, you're not supposed to. And then like trails off and then comes back to being like, no, he didn't tell me he had plans. And I'm like, ah, so she had what he was supposed to be doing already like in her mind. And it- he also says that it's the only, that this was the only thing I had in my closet. And he says it Correct. in a very like, yeah, like sad yeah, you, way. Yeah. And then he like quickly picks it up. He's like, oh, I didn't know you had a luchador fetish. Yeah. She was like, he's like, yeah, yeah, you bitch. I know you you're the only one that got rid of all my fucking clothes and put this shit in there. So fuck you. But also, I know you got a thing for Lucha Dawes. Lucha Gusto. Carne. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm like, he's, he's still clearly under some level of, like he knows that he, like, but trying to play it off like he doesn't. Um, trying to maintain his, his cover, I suppose. Um, so then, yeah, then Quicksilver is going to be play the, the XY chromosome papa role. Cool uncle Phil. I never heard of filling water balloons with shaving cream. I never knew that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And then throw them at houses, I, I presume. Or people. Or people. I never heard that. I guess you, you're a good kid, Matt. I mean, people would egg houses and TP houses and shit. Like, I get that. Or silly string and get that all up in people's shit like i got that i never got the the shaving cream in the water balloon you you had a you had good influences growing up yeah i mean i yeah did you go to like a, a catholic school for a while high school but not like middle yeah. school i would have been like trick-or-treating still yeah i just a I, nice italian boy what that's you I was in it for the candy. I didn't give a fuck about the rest of it. Like, yeah, you always want to be shitheads? Go nuts. Like, TPI. Right, so you're the, you're the Tommy. Right. I mean, like, I have my priorities in order. And the good part was, like, when I was a kid, well, I mean, still, I didn't like a lot of the, the most valued candies. So I could use those as candy. pretty aggressive bargaining chips. Like, I always thought Twizzlers sucked ass. So, like, people love Twizzlers for some goddamn reason. So, man, was the exchange rate of Twizzlers to Kit Kats very much in Kit Kat's favor. And I always got it. It was the best, like, loving all of the chocolate shit that people wanted to get rid of because they just wanted, like, the more sugary shit. So I could just use all of my, my bargaining tools. Oh, it was great. Did you guys not do that? Like, post-trick-or-treating, go back to somebody's, like, living room, pour it all out on the ground, and then, like, start trading and bartering with all the shit you, you, you got? No? Is that just me? I went home. I never had friends. Yeah. Uh, what are friends? What about fucking Brandon Lemos? You never traded candy with Brandon Lemos? He lived in a different neighborhood. 
oh wow there's no way to get between neighborhoods i forgot it ellis ave is the cutoff yeah you getting it mm-hmm. i had to stay home and shotgun sodas with my fun uncle yeah after you after you finished having an entire fish to yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it was a russian household so i was that's why yep <laughs> the fish thing is actually pretty accurate like not for nothing just like raw like like a skinned but like raw fish and salt yeah sometimes uh, my dad would dry them out too and then have mm. the dried out skin or sorry the dried out fish with salt as a treat that's a time all of that is one. true i don't doubt that i would try it i don't think i would like it it's not bad if you like fish it's like it's a it, yeah, it's sort like of thing it's, it's fish um, it's not it's it's uh not as good as like sushi certainly well, but yeah sure understandable anyway um so now we flash back Could to you like that or billy or tommy i don't give a fuck about either of them all right um Alexis, well, I mean, who do you like billy or tommy i don't know which i think one's they're which, equal to each I, I i like um billy's calm demeanor versus tommy's energy so, to- so tommy's i'm the more of a one. billy fan yeah. Yes. Tommy Tommy's, is Tommy's speed. fast boy. And the other one is You Wiccan. can just call him Wiccan. Mini Pietro or Mini Quicksilver. How about that? Right. It is a uh regardless of it's like the show or the comic book or whatever, it's weird that Wanda has kids and then one of them is a speedster. And then one of them is like her? Yeah, like one of them seems to inherit her powers and the other one inherits her brothers. So are we saying incest? Is that what's? <laughs> I don't like this. And, well, and mean, not for it, nothing, uh, their father was <laughs> Magneto. So okay, I guess mutant powers, like the mutant gene, is passed on, but the powers are just erratic. But like, are, 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 would we would we prefer that, or would we prefer that they somehow got the powers of a cybernoid, non-human? <laughs> AI entity like which would you rather have like a cyborg child or like maybe potentially incest like what pick your poison neither is great nope but like I I don't I don't know if like cyber dicks make human babies and then they have what we haven't had that documentary so we don't know but I mean there's enough people out there with like Hitachis at this point right like I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> I don't think that's the same thing. <laughs> Pregnancy would be going through the roof during quarantine. <laughs> Christ. It still might be, to be perfectly also, frank. Also true. Fair play. Regardless of what they load the Hitachi with, I, I still think pregnancies are going to go up. You're probably right. Got nothing fucking else to do. And you're still here, I guess. All right. <laughs> That's how it works. Yep. Bored. Wow. All right. <laughs> Thank you, John. The circle of life. Um. Okay. So we flash back to to um, Sword, and they're having their their little powwow, and they're like, "Hey, yo, don't send missiles into the hex. She really doesn't fucking like that." Mm-hmm. 
and then they talk a whole bunch of shit because they're going to just like basically gun Wanda down and see what the fuck happened. Like and pick up the pieces and hope everything doesn't collapse in on itself because turns out Hayward's Hayward. actually kind of a dick. I mean, I, I wrote that. down, yeah, I wrote down <laughs> that he's a doucher. With like well, and when we first meet him and uh, he clearly had an existing relationship with both uh, Monica and Maria. Both Rambos. Both Rambos. Um, I do like his comment of you, uh, you don't, or he, uh, what does he say? It's not that, uh, like, you don't know how difficult it was to keep the lights like, on, right? Like, yeah. these past five years. And we really, uh, we saw some of it in um, Endgame with you know, Captain America doing a support group and we saw Black Widow running the Avengers or what was left of them. Hawkeye's right. off being, you know, a ninja. Thor's drinking himself to death. Like, yeah. we saw some elements of it, but I would be curious to see a little bit more about what life was like for so what folks who was split. The, what was the origin of S.W.O.R.D., though? Like, when did that become a thing? Assumedly before. Well, I, right, exactly. Because she had, a, he, she had her path to get in. So we don't know when S.W.O.R.D. was founded. Okay. I, I'm going to go out on a limb. Uh, there's a lot of teasing here about Captain Marvel. And, you know, oh, I know about your existing relationship yeah, with Carol Danvers. Danvers. Like, mm -hmm. I would guess that Captain Marvel 2 is likely going to be another movie that takes takes place uh, in the past. The oh, okay. Well, because <laughs> the first one was the 90s, right? right. Um, and I would imagine that the next one probably won't be you know so 2022 right. or 23 or whatever I, I imagine it's going to be like in the general 2000s and probably see more of maria how has all there that been stuff mentioned got, of, got of sword before like before this like should i have known who sword was only because we likely talked about it from the spider-man episode and nick fury in space okay hmm. but, but it's not, never not, been in officially mentioned like no. super overtly okay but like no, we and like actually talked about it there's like, a, you know, in the comic books, there's like tons of these types of organizations. There's, you know, uh, also Hammer was another one. Um, but right. S.H.I.E.L.D. was the only thing that existed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe until now, outside of FBI, CIA, etc. Right, the standard government agents. Okay. Okay. Um, so they have their little back and forth, like... Uh, Rambo wants to like go in and save her because clearly there's some like she's in distress as well. He just sees her as something that needs to be fucking taken out. She says like, "Oh, good thing you weren't around." Like, blah blah blah. Something something of like, "Good thing you weren't here for your mom dying. You wouldn't like you wouldn't have been able to stomach the job or something for that." I'm like, "You're fucking what a rough line." <laughs> mega mega douche. Um, so they said, get them off the base. And then they escort them 13 inches outside of the tent. And then they take out a dude and steal the ultimate disguise, a poncho <laughs> with no face covering whatsoever. And no, it's now a hat. He... he pulls the hat down. Oh, phew. Sorry. My bad. Excuse me. My apologies. That is now an iron clad disguise. It was like in. Um, well, I don't see something Tony Stark is here. Or Winter Soldier, where where um, Captain America just wears like sunglasses and a nondescript black cap. Yeah, you get it. You've played games where you sneaky sneak. You know how this works, right? Games where you yeah, like hey, is like, that like, like when in Splinter Cell you just wear a hoodie? 
Yeah, is that guy with the barcode in the back of his neck? The same guy with the barcode in the back of his neck that was a chicken two seconds ago? Nah, it's a different dude. Completely different guy. This guy has a chef's hat now. He's not a chicken. <laughs> yeah. You fucking idiot. And that guy over there, that's a that's a world-famous model. Don't you recognize him? Oh, yeah. That's Helmut Kruger. That's a fucking Helmut Kruger just Krugering it up over there. Look at that. And now he's a sheep. Finish those games. <laughs> They're fun. Um, yeah, I, I want to get more into them. Um, I just can't. It's not the game for me. But I, I love watching people play it because it's fucking mm. hilarious watching somebody just take 20 cans of Chef Boyardee and run through like some secret base as a scientist hucking cans of expired ravioli at people's heads to take them out. It's a wonderful, wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, also, I've never had Chef Boyardee in my life. Mm. Or like SpaghettiOs. Well, I would assume Maria wouldn't subject you to that. That's with I her think own that Italian was Italian cooking. I think she saw it as <laughs> like, like, like heresy. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I would assume. So. How dare you bring this spaghetti o into my house? <laughs> just she goes full Italian. <laughs> yes, all the hands just start going, and she just can't. But, yeah, that was never a. It's like never, that at, at my parents' house when you pro- try and bring like in borscht. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking beat me to the joke. <laughs> I didn't know if there's like borscht. I, I didn't know if there's like borscht in a can. Borscht in a can. I'm sure there is canned borscht. I mean, yeah. That's if not, we should get in on that market. It's it's, it's gonna be. Have you ever had borscht? I've never had borscht. Oh. I don't even know what it is. It's like purple and potatoes and sour cream and. Did you say it's? So you said it's potatoes and sour cream, which are two things. Then the first thing you said was purple. It's like the color. Yeah, borscht is like the color purple. It has potatoes, sour cream, purple. It has beets. That actually sounds Beets great. was the one. Yeah, that's probably what yeah, I that's started how... with. Instead of purple. <laughs> it has these ingredients and a color. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never had or seen or experienced borscht. I don't think I've ever had a radish or a beet in my life either. Radishes what? and beets are fine. I don't have any I don't problem do. with them. I don't think I've had them. I, I don't, I don't have. I've never had a ton of root vegetables outside of like different taters. <laughs> it's enough. Are, are you disciplining a cat over there, Matt? No, I'm. What's your next note? Ooh, you really, you really segued that one. That was, that was good. Um, so at first it seemed like Wanda didn't really care how she was kind of living in the, the dream that like, oh, he's just back and this is cool with Quicksilver. But then she's like asking like a line of questioning to see if like, essentially like interrogating him to see if he's real or to see like how he got there or whatever. Um, they have like their back and forth about like i can't remember what she what what question at the she orphanage asked she's asking him. oh right the person that had like stole his shoes or something like that gotcha like and he just says like his memory is super fuzzy so i imagine he has a similar like i don't remember anything prior to being here vision sort of thing um, yeah i have two theories well not theories um i have two thoughts one setting aside all the multiverse bullshit because there's not there is something fucky right like it does start with 
showing you flashbacks from Age of Ultron right, with Aaron strange. Taylor Johnson. And then, that, that was a very weird decision. Um, and now we've got Evan Peters. But um, I think it's clear at least that this is for whatever reason or somehow magically produced the dead corpse of her brother. If she's doing something similar to what she's doing to Vision, where it's like maybe she's projecting herself onto them, and that's why there are some like gaps or, or you know, Vision later says like, what are the Avengers and things like that. Like there, there's memory pieces that they don't know unless she gave them those memories, theoretically. But then I have this other idea that like, the way that he interacts with her throughout this episode is very peculiar, right? Um, whether it's the scene that you're referring to or even later ones, which we, we can also talk about them when you get to them. It almost felt like the role, the role that he was doing is not dissimilar to the role Agnes usually plays in episodes. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, she's kind of like just full on missing un until the one scene that yeah. she's in. Right. He's now the sus character. Right. And I almost, and I have some thoughts, and we'll we'll talk to them when we get to your notes on Agnes. Um, I almost wonder if there's someone, someone else, uh, if we are to believe that someone is trying to push Wanda or get some information out of Wanda or do something to Wanda or or get something out of her, um, is that entity or individual now trying to operate through him? Yeah, that's make a lot of his lines mm -hmm. more suspicious. I that's like, that oh, you're well. you're testing me. That's why, yeah. like, he totally dodges the question. Yeah, I had jotted that down because it was like, if somebody was using, trying to use Agnes and Agnes was being, was not helping as much as whoever was, whoever was pulling those strings was hoping, like, oh, how can we get somebody closer to her that would probably elicit some sort of response? Right. Boom, Quicksilver, here he is. Um, and especially with Agnes, just kind of like out and, out and, and, and hanging out behind the wheel. So it's like the law of conservation of sus. It's like mm -hmm. one one sus leaves, another sus has to enter. Mm -hmm. so I do feel though, Agnes was still a little sus um, <laughs> within her kind of role that she was playing there. Like, I mean, compared to the other characters when Vision was like walking around and they're all like stood still, she was still like even like answering, reciting a line, which I know is minor. And then once Something. he zapped her, she like, she wasn't as like crazy, like, oh my God, you have to get me out of here as like the other character. So yeah, I kind of also wonder if she's almost like playing a role, like knowing that this is going to happen or something like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little bit sus of Agnes overall, but I do, yeah. I do agree with the theory or I do like also see a theory where the person manipulating things could be like jumping hosts basically my evolved theory on agnes is that she is the one she's the ci or whatever that jimmy is looking for um and i almost wonder if agnes herself has powers hmm. and the kind of the the leap of logic that i'm making here for the record um one Yes, Agnes has always seemed to operate outside of the norm of everybody else. She seems to know what's going on. She seems to have a little bit less control. Or, uh, sorry, it, it seems like whether she was being used or not, she seems to know how to operate outside of Wanda's direct influence at times. Two, we know from the episode where they identify 
the who are the people that are now characters on the show, we know that they don't have a name or anything for Agnes. And I wonder if that's because she's in that witness protection program that Jimmy Woo mentions, right? So whoever she was, she, you know, that identity is gone. And Jimmy's not giving that away. He's holding some cards to his chest by not putting her real name or identity on the board and no one else is identifying her. Three, um, we know that Jimmy, uh, uh, even uh, as like an FBI agent, he does stuff with superpowered people. That was his whole point in Ant-Man. Um, he's there, he's checking in on Scott. Granted, like Scott's using technology. He's not like actually superpowered, but clearly there is some relationship to from Jimmy Woo to superpowered things in general, right? Like why was he drawn to the Westview incident at all? Then four final thought is, if uh, last time I, I think I said, uh, you know, Agnes might be a stand-in for some characters um, rather than have it be like, oh, it's this famous named character, you know, here is Agnes as a red herring. So if Vision is, uh, you know, dressed as he is in the comics and Wanda is dressed as she is in the comics, Agnes's costume was a witch, which would imply at least one of the characters I thought she might have been a stand-in for. So I, I have, yeah. that's, that's my overall evolved theory is that she is the person that brought Jimmy to the town because she is also some kind of superpowered individual herself, but maybe not, or maybe it's, maybe it's elements of my idea. But. And, oh, and as for why she was in that scene, um, my thought was that clearly she's been at the epicenter of all this directly with Wanda. I wonder if she knew enough to try and get away. And the further she got from Wanda, the like, less agency or whatever she had like it was kind of drained how much she could physically do mm. i'll um, stop that's fine <clears throat> yeah um because i am very much and i honestly i'm curious how much my mic is picking up of this fucking cat that will not leave it's actually out. not picking up any not of at all moves. really because like he is meowing and all that he's just being really annoying to me right now <laughs> No, every time he's jumped up and you've tossed him back down, nope, not picking up anything. Well, I'm not going to listen to this and edit this out. So for the folks at home, there's nothing now. Oh, you didn't need to. You didn't need to. Okay. That seemed unnecessary. Um, (laughs) I felt it was a bold move to have one of the kids in a cut rate imitation Sub-Zero costume in the background. Especially given that Mortal Kombat is a Warner Brothers property. I don't think I even noticed that. Dun, 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 during yeah. during the, the trick or treat when, when Herb is talking about, oh, everybody's stealing all the they're stealing all the candy and all the jack lanterns are busted. There was like yep. a cut a cut rate friggin' like uh, dollar store ass sub sub zero in the background. Um gee and all with like the whole face thing. It was great. But also yeah, dangerous. You're playing Herb with fire. Also there. kind of uh, breaks character, like for a quick moment. Yeah, I don't remember what he said, but is there like, anything oh, you, you want me to, want me to could, do? Want me to change something? Like want me to change anything or something like that? Yeah. Um, also, I didn't mention it like from the get go, but like Vision asks where are the kids, and then she just says, "Fuck you! Here are all the fucking kids. <laughs> kids out your goddamn ears. Where are the adults? Right? Mm-hmm. Fuck off." And she's like, "Well, now I can't handle." animating all these adults so this woman's going to try and hang a ghost on a, on a clothesline for her entire knowing life mm-hmm. um, 
because I can only handle all these kids for now, and then they're going to disappear again. Kind of creepy and weird. Yeah. But I and think also, you really handled the ethics of this pretty well, you know. <laughs> also, like, Sherbert didn't get, like, the, the bros before hose memo. Fuck. Like, he's, he, Vision had a cover, and Herbert's like, no, he wasn't doing this. Like, fuck off, man. Come on, be a bro. <laughs> He's doing some shit, clearly, man. Come on. Like, oh yeah, totally. Oh, sorry. I no, I just forgot. No, he's here. He's he's hanging out. He's he's wherever. <laughs> Not great. Um yeah, and then you get the the woman that's trapped trying to hang that ghost and crying, which was unpleasant. Um I think. so yeah, I mean, it's almost like they're in flesh prisons. Um aren't we all? them more than us <laughs> you have some agency over your life that i know of um what the fuck was that commercial it, i mean it it was a great imitation but yeah it's really fucking weird yeah that i didn't know how to react after that ended i just i assume it was foreshadowing vision also kind of deteriorates at the end of the episode i guess because he's not a survivor <laughs> so he doesn't i mean he died so he literally is not a survivor right? <laughs> he's not a survivor he's not gonna keep on surviving yes he's but going he, to give up but he may enjoy a yogurt eventually <laughs> don't we all <laughs> the occasional yogurt um, I do appreciate that it was a yogurt commercial because like honestly you kind of don't think about it but like thinking back into 90s early 2000s kids shit there were yogurt. so many fucking yogurt things like what was up with that animal craze like Danimals, animals go-gurt. gogurt like the the fucking yo play rabbit and all that shit like I mean part of it was like they made if, if yogurt is a healthy snack that kids can have you make it cool with a shark with sunglasses and it's like oh you can have so. it on the go and you get it in this tube that you just shove down your throat man you just squirt all that yogurt down your throat out of this oh, that, tube i didn't like that animals uh, and then you get older and you're like "Ooh, hello john stamos yes i'll have dananoikos <laughs> is that really yes. the progression for a yogurt commercial? give me that shabani I mean, with the mix i mean what yeah. about that Activia. Did we talk? Activia. It keeps you regular. <laughs> I feel like there's a difference in the flow. There's, yeah, they're like, okay, this one we're gonna we're gonna skew towards health. Oh, cool. Probiotics, <laughs> gut biome, all that shit. And this route, they're like, Dannon's like, nah, fuck that shit. Yeah. Yo, see John Stamos? He's gonna knit you a scarf. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, and he's gonna give it to that 50-year-old lady who is just so into this situation right now. And they're enjoying a nice Dan and Oikos. Is it Dan and Oikos? It's Dan, Dan and Oikos. Who's Oikos? I know Dan, but I don't know Oikos. Uh, Is this like a Mamma Mia situation? One of them's the dad? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who. I, I don't even. I can't even think of anything funny to do with the word Oikos to like <laughs> do anything with that. Mamma Mia. Um. Okay, so yeah, then I jotted down the the marquee, 
1998 and 04. Like I Googled the when Parent Trap and The Incredibles came out. Seems like a weird double header. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I guess this is a, a oddies episode. We're just kind of skipping the 90s. So yeah, it, yeah, it would have weird. to be early aughts if The Incredibles, unless there's another movie called The Incredibles that I'm not aware of. Um, not owned by Disney because <laughs> they the own fit. both The Incredibles and The Parent Trap. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they own most things at this juncture, so like it's they can kind of go wherever they want. They could have said, "Oh, we're showing Star Wars." Like, fuck you. <laughs> we also, uh, uh, I was about to say, yeah, like they own Evan Peters. Um, we we missed a little fun fun little thing. Um, at, when Quicksilver, Pietro, whatever, takes the kids um, to go get candy to maximize, um, she says, Max "Kick off. ass," and that's a funny little nod. Because Evan Peters was in the film Kick Ass with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, the other Quicksilver. That is that is funny. I heard her say Kick Ass, which seemed out of character for her. So I didn't know what that was referencing, but that's that's a weird, fun little. Reference. Aaron Taylor Johnson's the lead in Kick Ass. He's like he is Kick Ass. I never um, saw Kick Ass. It wasn't good. It's not a comic book property, is it? They just made like a. It is. Oh, it is. It was a comic is book. It, so it's like a Marvel thing. No. Uh, well, it's weird. It's now owned it's by Disney, though. <laughs> it technically is owned by Disney, I think, maybe. I don't remember. Thank you to uh, Disney overlords. It was on a, a Kick Ass was originally released on Icon, which was a Marvel Comics imprint. But I don't remember who put out the movie. I just remember the movie was bad. Not that the comic was great, it was all bad. Was Jim Carrey in that? Jim Carrey was in the second one. Oh, Nicholas Cage oh, was the one right. in the first one. Oh, I have no idea. I have no recollection. It's been of, so long. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but like, I have no And recollection Mark Strong was the villain because Mark Strong is always the villain. I don't yeah. know who Mark Strong is. Okay. Christopher Mintz Plath was also in it. McLovin. Is that, is that Fogel? Yeah. Okay. Who is the Mark dude you just said? Because I feel like I should know who that is. Mark Strong. Strong. I'm going to. No, oh, the, the Shazam him. guy. Yeah, he, he's like the villain in everything, though. Mm-hmm. The guy I said reminded me of Neil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Shazam, for some reason, he had a real Neil vibe. Yep. But um, a real Neil vibe. Real Neil. Um. Okay. So what happened now, to your accent? What happened to yeah, yours? Yeah, I was like, you bitch, you you turn it off and turn it back on. Like he can do the same thing. Like. I'm sure he's like the second he leaves the hex, he's gonna start talking all Russiany. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's gonna start talking, not just going, not just going. Dead. I'm not dead. just dying. Because <laughs> yeah, a corpse hey, falling I'm, over. Yeah, hey, I'm gray and got bullet holes. Sup? <laughs> um, so we did that whole thing, and Pietro is very, very aware of all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, cool, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had these kids. Like you brought the kids out. You gave everybody better jobs. And now they have kids, and they came out. And uh, where are you keeping them? Um, and like, how are you doing this? So I think that that pretty much that that supports a theory of somebody sending him in to um, gain information. But I'm not ruling out that the kids also played a role in his return because they clearly have yeah. powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like that theory too. Um, yeah. And it's also possible that, like, when he reve- when he uh, is seen as 
with bullet holes and gray like it might be that might also be a ruse to try and get wanda to open up a little bit more sure like we don't we like, don't know they can all mm-hmm. bend their they can probably bend the reality to their will to extract whatever they're looking to extract it's tough because mm-hmm. like what someone is trying to get from Wanda, I think, is is like okay, she can she can bend reality if if they figure out how to effectively manipulate her and her grief. Maybe this person operating behind the scenes can also bend reality. Like I, I think one of the things that's tough here is Wanda's motivations are clear enough. She's you know she's distraught over the loss of a vision, and yeah. she brings him back and puts together this happy reality for them. But it's really like who on the other side is what are they are trying what are they trying to gain from Wanda? And clearly it's someone that knew the limits of her powers had not been fully shown, or that it was worth it to keep pushing her. Um almost to the extent that like not for nothing. I, I wonder if uh Charles. if it's, if it's not like a super crazy nefarious super villain behind the scenes like what if it's swords doing this to her right like what if it's hayward right. or somebody right um that's what i was that... kind of thinking by the end as well that it it very well might be sword because especially when vision vision tries to leave the hex and hayward's just kind of like oh he really wants to get out but they don't really seem to be helping him or like trying to figure out what's like I don't know. They kind of just seem like, oh, they're just kind of checking out what's happening. It and made me is- kind of wonder, like, did they set this up for Wanda? Like, if they were experimenting with Vision, were they trying to bring him back? They gave up realizing they couldn't do anything. So maybe they knew Wanda might have had the powers. They set her up to almost reanimate him so they can figure out how to reanimate him for themselves to use him as a weapon. Yep. Maybe. So now that he's reanimated, they have no use for her anymore, so take her out type of thing? Well, no, because he's not stable by himself. Like, I don't yeah. know. Or and maybe the they didn't like, know. What is, what know. is Project Cataract? Like, that's yeah. okay. part that's of an eye, but like, cataract. what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Vision's going on his tour of, uh, well, the Hex ends at Ellis Avenue. Um, and you don't go you don't go past Ellis Avenue, just like you don't go to Ravenholm. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two rules. Um, so yeah, we get to the point where like Hayward is tracking Vision and tracking everybody in Vision's like immediate vicinity. Um, yeah, we don't necessarily know to what end, other than just like mapping out everything within, because whatever they're doing it with the decay of vibranium, or whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter faux science whatever bullshit um and it definitely seems that like all the people that vision comes across they're like waiting to be necessary for the show almost right they're they're, like poised and ready to act but they can't do anything unless they're like they're on camera Mm -hmm. although it does raise the question to your point that you asked ahead of time is this on the show like vision walking around do right they see that that? on the show because this is the first Mm -hmm. time they also didn't show credits for at the end of the episode for like the TV episode. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that ruse may have just been dropped after the kids talking to camera and opening, um, opening yeah. like title what camera were the kids talking to? <laughs> right. And then they like, after they did that and a couple of flashbacks, like we're in Malcolm time. So there's no, there's no laugh track. So that piece is gone. The end credits were gone. So that piece is gone. So it's like, is it just the facade of 
it being a TV show is just slowly dropping. Um, well, even like this was a big event that interrupted the TV show, which like Wanda wasn't able able to like immediately just like. Meh, meh. So I think yeah. I mean maybe potentially the TV show is like just on hold right now. It's just right like shows that technical difficulties thing, and it'll pop back up when she fucking. Yeah, I almost wonder ahead. like yeah. she she tried to go big to mm -hmm. bring like you know Vision last time was. To Matt's point, like vision, like where, where the children. So cool. Here's a big event where obviously a lot of children will be, but it was too big for her to maintain. Yeah, which is why everything around the periphery is dead eye staring into space. Um, yeah, so I, I like how he realized, like, hey, nobody's fucking watching me. I can I can be vision and fly around, and nobody's gonna give a shit because have you looked around for a goddamn second? Um, <laughs> Uh, and yeah, sees Agnes on the corner of Rolling Hills and and, and Ellis, uh, just dead eyed behind the wheel, which is like the further. Yeah, I think your your idea of she tried to break free and essentially couldn't make sense because she's always been within the immediate sphere of Wanda. Why would she not be in this in this one instance? Um, I mean, she's in the credits of the show, right? And and it and and she appears in the kitchen randomly as just like. Agnes is there stealing right. something from the fridge and then she doesn't appear until the end of the episode. Right. And in, in a way we haven't really seen her yet. Um, so finally gets the visions mind juice and she's like, where the fuck am I? Wait, am I dead? I must be dead because you're dead. And so and this was the, this was the line. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Was this was the line in addition to like this and other other uh, other lines in the episode and in other episodes too where she previously uh uh in the second episode there's the line the devil's in the details and then she says mm, that's not that's not the only place he is and then in this episode quicksilver says something to the lines of like oh who knew uh you know westview new jersey would be cute as hell there's like all these kind of like weird little morbid Morbid lines? Dead. And... Oh, we got a Majora's Mask this shit? Yeah, we're all in purgatory. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> I don't think they're in purgatory. I think, I think they oh. are actually in Westview. But, like, even Wanda kind of says, like, uh, there was just, like, big emptiness. There was just nothing. There was just grief. Um, When they pull uh, Monica out, she says something similar. That there was nothing. It was It was, like, just darkness and sadness and grief and i don't think it's purgatory and i don't think it's literally hell and yes the marvel universe does have devils and I'm demons sure and, and things like that and there's connections of devils and demons to wanda and things like that certainly and like i said maybe agnes has some powers and that's her costumes a hint at her being like a witch or something like that right like that could make sense but i don't know there's there's like these little little things that if if there is a devil at the end of this and if there is some kind of hell dimension or whatever, you know, Dormammu bullshit, uh, those little lines oh. would, would be a cool way to nod towards that. I don't want, I don't, I don't want Dormammu. I have not come to bargain. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not do that. I don't want more Doctor Strange and I'm really upset that I'm going to have to get more Doctor Strange. Because I just don't give a shit about him. There's so much you don't give a shit about, though. So, yeah, like, that's fair. It's true. But there's others that I want more of, and he is not one of the ones I want more of. 
I've had plenty. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So yeah, she does the you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Uh, we pop back out to Rambo saying she's going to go back into the hex and Wu saying that they've like, they've got some like the whatever CI, whoever, like, I'm like, how the fuck did you find a hex guy? Like who's got a hex guy just on, on, on like on retainer. Oh, well, if, if, if some random interdimensional like hex envelops a, a, a town, don't you worry. I got a guy for that. Uh, she mentioned in the last episode, she's got a, she's got a guy. The astrophysicist friend. Yeah, and you see her on the board, like, uh, she's explaining, like, okay, so for me to get in there, I would need, you know, a, a whatever thing on wheels, a tank on wheels. She has an astrophysicist friend that she's clearly contacting. We don't know who that is. Um, I think it's a question of, is it someone we've seen before, or is it someone brand new? If you're yesterday, this did pop into my head. Yesterday, you did your whole Babs Digby spiel. And at the end of it, you were like, is Babs and Digby a clue that the Fantastic Four is coming to the Marvel Universe? I'm like, what if she's texting Reed Richards? I don't know oh who that is. God. What a time that would be. Yeah. That would be a pretty, <laughs> like, if we're thinking about things that would blow the doors off of the next episode, it would be ending. And this guy comes out and they're like, who are you? And he's like, my name's Reed Richards. I don't yeah. know why that was the voice I chose to do for that. Really? But... <laughs> who is Reed Richards? The leader of the Fantastic Four. Oh. He's a doctor. Oh, he's no, he's a Mister. Is he, yeah, he's Mister. Is that meant Mister Fantastic? Mm -hmm. Is he the? Oh, he's Mister Fantastic. Is he the elasticy dude? He's the elasticy dude. Cool. He's Stretch Armstrong to me now. Yes. Cool. <clears throat> you don't want to talk about uh, Monica's test results? Bad. They were bad. Because you kind of, you kind of asked some questions about that, about who is is Monica important. Oh yeah, because she keeps saying like, "Oh, I've had, I've gotten so many test results in my life. Cells metastasizing, going into remission, metastasizing, going into remission." So well, that's clearly like mom and cancer stuff. But mm -hmm. I mean, cancer's not usually like doesn't necessarily need to be inherited. I'm not I saying that cancer's inherited. I'm saying like a couple episodes ago, you were just like, "Is Monica somebody? Is Photon her name?" Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I know. I know what I said, but I'm saying this is probably more relevant to something in that vein versus. Just no, I think cancer. her line was about her mom and then she's just going to move on and she doesn't care. Oh, about her oh, oh, yeah. the test results yeah, yeah. of her mom. I Sorry, mm -hmm. I misunderstood what that line was then. But yeah, I mean, that could be interesting if someone going, uh, if interacting with the hex is going to give Monica some powers too, because. We know that uh, the stone gives people powers, right? It gave Carol Danvers powers. It gave um, Wanda and, and Pietro powers. Monica becoming a superhero through this could be pretty cool. What if everyone in Westview has superpowers? Yeah, like, cool, everybody's <laughs> got it a new superhero. <laughs> and they're all mutants. <laughs> Surprise, know. this was a backdoor pilot for the X-Men. That's why you have the And then we get to have our 80th war on mutants where people are protesting because we don't like mutants. Great, yeah. we get to do that fucking thing again. Yes. Jesus. Um, uh, well, okay. You know what? I don't. Humorously enough. No, don't do this to me. I'm going to do this to you. I think Alexis might know 
Alexis, you did you read House of M? No, I actually haven't. Okay. Well, uh, we mentioned House of M at some point as like something that this show seems to be very loosely inspired by in which Wanda rewrites all of reality. House of M is like Magneto and his family, her obviously, um, all of them are like at the, the new rulers of this reality. Um, and it ends rather famously, it ends with uh, Wanda breaking that reality and saying no more mutants. And almost every single mutant loses their powers. So wouldn't it be fucking wild if WandaVision ends with her saying, like, everybody's a mutant. <laughs> and we just get, that. like, 2,000 new mutants through that. We'd have uh, an excuse 2,000 more new episodes mutants. of new mutants? Yeah, no. we'd have an excuse to finally watch it. Oh, you would love it. It's so good. It's your favorite movie. I know it is. You're going to love the bear. I swear to God. It's going to be your favorite part. Would I actually like new mutants? What's your next note? <laughs> So that's a strong no. Noted. Um, Boots, get down. Go away, silly cat. What's your next note? Jesus fuck. Wow. <laughs> you would fucking hate it. So <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one that was like off the walls bat shit and like fucking weird as hell? Like, was that the one on FX? And that's Legion. No, Legion's, oh, that's Legion's Legion. good. New Mutants is the one that uh, kept getting delayed from being in theaters and then came out during the pandemic and no one saw it. Oh. Okay. Was it, like, did you enjoy it? Not really. Cool. Okay. It was fine. Like, I would watch it again to watch it with you and, and us talk about it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to see this one again. Noted. No. Um, so, we're still at, like, the scene with, like, Quicksilver and, and whatever. Like, they're still hanging out and shooting the shit and, like, it sounds like Quicksilver starts to like kind of interrogate her mm -hmm. or not interrogate her, but kind of like say something along like, Oh, we're brothers. Yeah. You can talk to me. You can tell me anything you want. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Which seemed like a weird, like, Oh, you're now just bilking her for information. Him in that yeah. fucking puka shell net like necklace. Yeah. Sick. Early aughts, man. What a time. Um, Okay, and then she looks away, looks back. Oh, lots of holes, Quicksilver. Um, and then we flash back to Project Cataract and probably has something to do with Vision, which is why they're tracking him, but we don't really know anything further than that. Um, and now is when uh, Vision starts, you know, walking through the hex and having a really tough go of it and peeling apart and like the kid uh, tommy is tommy the one with the fucking brain billy <laughs> whatever billy brain don't you forget will, it billy brain will help actually so billy can like hear vision through the force and and knows that he's having a tough go um and then we flash back to Vision. Vision's peeling apart after walking through the hex. Heywood's like, oh, this dude really wants to get the fuck out of there. Ha, 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 And Kat Denning's like, oh, my God, help him. And I'm like, how the fuck are you going to help, like, this cybernetic, cybernoid human thing that is peeling apart from this thing you don't understand? How are you going to help him? Other than just shuck him. Yeah. Maybe have oh. the one person who understands the hex go and, like, 
just like, maybe investigate rather like than rolls of handcuff duct tape, her to a card. <laughs> just like wrap him up in duct tape and hope that keeps all his parts together as he just gets like gorilla glue. It's I mean that's it takes some time to set though. Uh, it didn't seem like they had that much time. Usually you got to do it and then you like set it in a vice to hold it together so it sets overnight. I don't think they had that kind of time to to gorilla glue him back together. Anyway, they handcuff Cat to a car. Um, and Wanda then being like, oh, Billy Brain's right. So, ah, because it's going to be like Billy Zane. This is perfect. Um, <laughs> Billy Brain's right because um, I, can, I, can, I can feel it too. Something, something's fucky. So you know what my solution is? I'm just going to expand the hex by eh, some, some amount of space and just take over Eastview as well. Because fuck you. I'm the Scarlet Witch. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And then she did that, and I imagine we're gonna have uh, she's gonna have a real tough go keeping all that shit handled next go around. Um, also, the tagline of of Westview being "Home is what you make it." Very good. It's a very good tagline for that town. I think we saw that before, and we in, may have. I think I, I, I early think episodes, I but noticed it, noticed it until that transformation. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, and Quicksilver saying, like, not like your dead husband can die twice. I was like, bruh, the kids don't know he's dead. Be cool. <laughs> yeah, we're all in the know. We all get this. The kids are right fucking there. <laughs> have, a, have a goddamn care. Go shotgun a Sprite, you fucking douche. <laughs> um, and yeah, then, then most of their entire little encampment base thing gets sucked into the hex and becomes carnival shit. Um, I think Hayward is the only one that gets away. Yeah, Hayward. It, it sounds like Hayward and anybody in his car is safe, but everybody else maybe is potentially is not responding to his transmissions. Uh, and Cat's uh, in there. I'm and, very excited to see who she's going to become on the show. And then <laughs> I liked how everybody, like all the the agents, became like clowns and mimes and shit just carny um, folk yeah. right because um, haha or something but yeah and then but we don't know or i would say we're probably assuming that um rambo and jimmy are outside of that correct that's because they that's, left a little while ago so i it, right? it was but we don't know how far it. they left so. but yeah they yeah. did say like oh there's there's some shit going down like back there as it started expanding yeah. so they probably escaped, but yeah. I guess we don't really know. I, I think it would be safe to say in. if we're going to use Matt's logic of like, well, let's just say what we think would make sense on a television show that Monica and Jimmy got away so that yeah. they can meet this new character that's Mr. Fantastic. It's gonna help. Yep. Right. And they, they, they can still be the uh, the the antagonist of Tayward or Hayward can still be the antagonist of those two. Like mm -hmm. they can still have their out of the hex storyline and, mm -hmm. and and have their whole business while maintaining the the in the hex business. Although I imagine there is going to have to be as as the hex is growing bigger and as, as, as if Hayward's inside, some other government agency is going to come, or more that, sword is going to come, or someone some, worse from sword than Hayward is notice. going to come, or mm -hmm. you know. There's, there's going to be some action. Oh, I guess we're going to have to nuke New Jersey now. Right. 
before this gets any bigger or like what if they actually call the avengers or something you know um yeah who's gonna go who's gonna stop wanda if mm -hmm. it's not monica or jimmy yeah who has the power to mr fantastic or dr strange oh yes let's get fucking benedict cumberbatch up in here Mm -hmm. and he's gonna be like Matt's Wanda, face right now. I have just come up. to bargain. <laughs> he Dormammu's Wanda instead. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't do this. I don't want a Dormammu Wanda. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe there's some dark dimension stuff going on. We don't know. Or what if Baron Mordo shows up? Because he's going around fucking stealing magic from people, right? Who was that? I know the name. I can't remember who he was. <laughs> Should we tell Edge of Four? He was in Doctor Strange as well. Yeah. The other wizard in. Yeah, no, I. There you go. Uh, yeah. The one that wasn't Wong. The one who felt angry at the end. Um. Yeah. I would, I'm, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange because it's directed by Sam Raimi, and I feel like Sam Raimi's like a weird, fun guy, and I don't think I've seen a Sam Raimi movie in quite some time. I mean, I know he did, like, the Evil Dead TV show. But, like, what else has Sam Raimi been up to since Spider-Man? Like, Oh, could we bring back emo Spider-Man for this, then? Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a rumor. About the uh, we got, we got the multiverse this? of Toby Spider-Man. Toby Maguire is coming back. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Oh, my God, if they did a multiverse thing where they had Toby Maguire and whichever Garfield, James or Andrew. Andrew. It'd be great. No. It would actually be terrible. All right, so we've got we got a lot of wild theories out here that we're all in hell is one of them. Mm -hmm. Agnes is a CI and a witch. What is, what is a, a, what is a CI, by the by? An informant? Yeah, confidential informant. I never, I didn't know what it stood for. That's I guess we don't know that she's a CI. We just know that they had somebody there in is. witness. Witsec is what they said, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Agnes is the wit the person in Witsec. Uh Quicksilver is a reanimated corpse with the devil or something, trying to get information from Wanda, or maybe with that's also Hayward trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're in hell, right? That was one of our theories. So it's gotta be the devil. Yeah. Oh, so this is these are all sub theories under that one main theory. It's all They're just all we're just throwing <laughs> shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there is a devil in the Marvel Universe, and there is a god. I, I feel like we've talked about him before, the devil in the Marvel Universe on previous podcasts. Have. I don't remember. Yes, and I just remember it upsetting that. Did we actually we talk about did, him? For sure did. Was there yeah, a what was the something? name? What did you think what? his name was, Matt? I said, I said, what was the name? I don't know. Oh, don't Mephisto? Yes, we have. We for sure Mephisto. have talked about, yes, that's exactly the joke I made. Mephisto and Wanda do have a connection. Great. But like Mephisto has a connection to many characters. Like he has a connection to Iron Man. He has a connection to Spider-Man. Yeah, like no, I'm not trying to no, I, I know. But there there is a specific connection also between Wanda and Mephisto. So maybe it's maybe if those lines about being in hell are accurate and are are, you know, the devil's in the details. Oh, that's not the only place he is, right? And maybe it's Mephisto taking over Agnes and talking to Wanda. Yeah, I mean, Belinda Carlisle said heaven is a place on earth. 
So I guess like hell could just be in New Jersey. <laughs> I feel like others have said that before as well. <laughs> you know, there is a very famous uh, urban legend of the New Jersey devil. This is also accurate. It's true. Yeah. So there so, you go. We solved it. It's all. It's all hell. They're it's just all hell. hell. The hell dimension. And Doctor Strange is going to show up in the next episode alongside Mr. Fantastic. This is going to be a very, very jam-packed episode. But, I mean, yeah, I guess that seems like a lot, but I guess we'll see. Um, All right, so Matt, still thumbs up on the WandaVisions? Yeah, it's still good. I think it's doing a good job of answering some things while poking other things. Um, I, I don't want it to get, like, I don't know. You don't want it to open up more multiverse stuff or more yeah, I, I strings and theories, basically. Yes, I, I think <laughs> I think it's theory. on. I think it's on the verge of getting to that point of just like, okay, this is all too much, and I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think. But at the end of this, you would like it kind of wrapped up with a bow, with like yeah. maybe something leading versus it just opening Pandora's box. Right. I don't want it to like open up and be like, like a Disney slideshow showing oh, here are the 80 billion things that are going to fucking branch off of this. I don't want that at all. Um, I'd love it to be like, I mean, self-contained and then maybe feed into other things. Like that's fine. But if it's just like, oh, this is going to feed into like four series that are alternate realities from this thing. And like they all branch off of like, ooh, if if like Quicksilver, if Quicksilver Mm -hmm. was over here and blinked twice and spun around, it's this universe and it's going to spin off into this fucking show. If it does like that bullshit, I'm going to be pretty pissed. I hear you, but I feel like the more that you're talking about it, the more that seems to be the logical progression of where this is going. Because I know that's why I'm irate. You look at like Mandalorian and Mandalorian has like four spinoffs now with Ahsoka and the, you know, whatever the guardians of the Republic and the Boba Fett show. Is it just because they appeared in the show that they're spinoffs? It sounds like they're going to be like... I mean, but, who but knows? But that, that, that ex- seems to be the implication is like the Book of Boba Fett is a Mandalorian spinoff. The right. but at Keepers least of can, the New Republic is a Mandalorian spinoff. Ahsoka right, has been the star can, Rosario Dawson. I can, I, can, I can make peace with things spinning off from a show but still existing within that universe. Once you start like spinning off like... It, it's it's like when you try to make sense of the fucking Zelda timeline. It's it's horseshit. It's all horseshit. Oh, this is the timeline of Link survived. This is the timeline of Link died. This is the timeline of Ganon won. It's just like oh god, it's all fucking annoying time travel multiverse garbage shit. And it and and it just opens the door for so much annoying bullshit because like then it renders everything you see irrelevant because you know there's a, a, a universe in which that did or did not happen. So like, mm. that's why I, I, it makes me not give a fuck because I know that this universe could just be replaced by a different universe at any whim. Yeah, but like, not for nothing, it doesn't matter if it's something that you enjoy, right? Like, I oh. really like The Wind Waker and that's a, that's a random, you know, it's an alternate universe in, in Zelda and it's like that stuff may not be for not everybody loves the wind waker as much as i do but like who cares because i enjoyed no, the wind waker. no but, and then you've got breath of the wild over here like that's something no that you really no no, love. no like that's, who cares it doesn't no that's not that's it, not really what these I'm things saying. you can in the same way like with comic books i can just read iron man and not read the avengers or something like that right it doesn't matter because i 
am just I'm enjoying the Iron Man book that I'm reading. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying though. That's that's not that's not at all what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying people can't enjoy these things. Like, fucking go nuts, knock yourself out. I don't care. Um, but I it, it it runs. I think when you're trying to make a cohesive cinematic universe in some way, shape, or form once you start fucking around too heavily with time travel and once you start fucking too heavily around with um, multiverse shit, it kind of makes it difficult to care about what's going. Like, it's, I'll bring it back to Rick and Morty. It's like the Rick and Morty episodes where their Rick or their Morty dies and they just go to a different one and pull that Rick or Morty out and then they move on with their lives. It's like, it, it, it's like then it, it could be like the like Chekhov's multiverse. So it's like anytime something bad happens, you go to a different multiverse and snag the thing that you need and then bring it back to yours. It just turns into a big ass MacGuffin and I don't want to have to deal with that. Because <laughs> then it's like, if you acknowledge that it exists and then do nothing with it, you're ignoring the easy solution to your problem or you acknowledge that it's the solution to your problem and then that's the solution to every movie. It, it, it kind of works in both ways where it either renders the story you're trying to tell irrelevant or it renders the characters within that story morons. I mean, I what if there was like checks or balances in it? I think it's fair, like at, at this scale that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is too, they've done such a good job of kind of like tying everything in. And I think they've made such an interesting way of doing that that if they do start to branch out into the multiverse thing, they might actually do that well versus where it's been done in the past I mean, where it's not. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, you and could give it a chance or wait and see. I'm, I'm going to have to fucking give <laughs> yeah. it a chance because you fuckers are still here. So. And not for nothing, like, these That's, stories... If you're counting at home, that is four not for nothings. <laughs> not Continue. for nothing. That's number five. Um, we are in season five, so I should stop there. There you go like comic books have been going on forever man you're, you're talking about cohesive fucking stories like i've seen the marvel and dc universes rebooted time and time again sure. at this point i've seen characters die and come back to life i have seen uh characters decide that this event that was really important when it was written in the 90s is no longer important and it's no longer canon and like all this kind of like to a certain extent you gotta roll with the punches even this fucking vision story that this show is seemingly based off where he decides he's gonna go into the suburbs and you know raise a family it's just this random 12 issue vision story that has very little impact anywhere else but for folks that read that vision book like it's probably pretty meaningful and enjoyable like myself like i really like that story uh one character that was introduced in it lives past the end of that story and that's it and even then i don't even know where that character is anymore they're somewhere swallowed up in the gigantic you know fucking nonsense that is the marvel universe like comic books have always kind of been in this space that it, you can have the one Superman story you really love or the one Hawkeye story you really love or whatever, the one Thor story you really love. Yeah. And you just have to look at it as an isolated instance because, sure, you know, Matt came in, he wrote his Thor story. It was really, really wonderful. And then he ended it and he ended it. Uh, and then Alexis is the new Thor writer. And Alexis is like, I don't give a shit about anything Matt did on his time in Thor. I'm going to throw it all away. Uh, you know, Thor lost his arm and his eye or whatever. Now Let's just frog. give him his eye back. Who cares, right? Like, these things happen. No, I, I, I acknowledge that they happen. But with the movies, it's it's only going to get worse as, like, humans age. And there's the laws of reality that you have to play with. 
the only way that like it's either we end these movies at like the 22 that they, we had with the end game and then just reboot it again. Like we've had how many Batmans and Spider-Mans at this point or like open the door to the multiverse, make some kind of rule about what can and can not go between. That's, and that's, then cool. I can start a new Captain America franchise or I can start a new Thor franchise that doesn't star Chris Hemsworth or whatever. And maybe it sucks, but Right, you can continue on with another Thor. It doesn't negate how good Chris Hemsworth was as Thor. I'm, I'm not right. I'm not saying it does. Like, but like you're saying neutral, like, oh well, trilogy... if it's all one connected story, there has to be rules and blah blah blah. Like, nah, man, just fucking roll with the punches. How many fucking seasons have you done with this? Like, like do you just like deliberately ignore how I am? Like and how I think and how we've had every <laughs> single fucking discussion since we've known each other. Do you like? Do you do you, do you retain any of that way, information? In the same way that we've watched these characters change and grow and become better people over time, my hope is that you too will change and grow and become a better person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I'm okay with with like. <laughs> With this new shit rolling out and me not giving a fuck about it, like new Star Wars exists and it sucks ass. Like that's fine. It doesn't suck ass for the kids that like it, but for me, it sucks complete and total ass. So if they do go that route for me, it will suck complete and total ass unless they do something like, unless they knock it so far out of the park, which they may, they like, they're incredible at doing this. I'm not trying to, to sell them short because like you never would have heard me say this five years ago that they do a phenomenal job with tying all of these extraneous psychotic things together in some reasonable bow that I can at least make peace with. Um, but once you start blowing the doors off of that, I'm, unless they really blow my nips off, like you're going to, you're going to lose me almost immediately. Like, fair. and once again, fair. Hey Matt, yeah. you can like it. And the kids can like it. The kids can get their new, the new Spider-Mans. The kids can get their new Captain Americas. And the new Am Thors. I a kid in this scenario? Yeah, at heart. Um, you can get all your new shit. That's fine. I'm just not going to give a fuck about it. Unless they also do like a, oh, there's a multiverse. And now we're just telling a story. Like if, if they do a multiverse thing, but the multiverses don't interact, I'm okay with that. Like if you wanted to, if you wanted to go into an alternate world and tell a different Thor story or a different Captain America story, that's fine by me. What if, if they do if like a big Cap Avengers event type movie? Yeah, like if Cap one one seven meets up with Cap two two nine, who meets up with Cap six nine six nine four twenty bong rips, and then they they do some fucking Avengers like oh we're Captain Avengers, like that's where I'm gonna be like I don't like this at all. <laughs> so I think if you want to use the multiverse to tell different stories with these heroes, that's fine. I reboot those ad nauseum in the vein uh, or under the guise of multiverse. But the second you make them interact and they and the characters know that they can interact, I think that nullifies anything that exists. Wait till okay. we get to the what if animated show this summer. Yeah, I <laughs> What if Black Panther was Star Lord? Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about that. It's it's Chadwick Boseman voicing it though. That's very nice and great. I very much like that. But that doesn't mean I have to like everything else around it. Um, okay. We are, oh, uh, I am excited because we are documenting your 
opinions and thoughts on the multiverse and we're gonna have to fucking confront it in one movie or another and so, i'm really not happy about it let's see let's see it's season five it's been five seasons of this show that's so popular in atlanta georgia for some reason will matt finally grow this season and change we're gonna yeah. we're gonna come out the other end of this the end of season five matt's given the multiverse scale and he's like this yeah. one's my favorite one and this one's my second favorite multiverse See, that's, I love that's the one fine. where they're all nazis like yeah i'm not a fan of the 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 nazi verse um <laughs> should we but... go through and watch all of the uh cw superhero shows so that we can oh, watch God. the crisis oh. on infinite earths where no. all of the multiverses collide and <laughs> interact that's, with each other. that sounds like my nightmare including mm-hmm. the the cw flash meets uh the Zack Snyder flash Jesus Christ see like that's oh my god I cannot I cannot deal with that no like oh we have a disease in this multiverse let me go over the other multiverse and find the cure like fuck I don't care about this no I'm not watching that either (laughs) I'm tapping out (laughs) just the multiverse MacGuffin is what that turns into even beyond the multiverse just the CW shows stand well I cannot watch (laughs) I've seen about 15 seconds. I saw, is Arrow one of the, the CW ones? I saw like 15 minutes of Arrow because I think Steve was a fan at one point and I was like, oh, I, I can't, I, I want to just like tweeze my eyes out. But he, that boy's got beef though. Beef you see him carry. do the salmon ladder? Like, holy fuck. Beef can only carry you so far. It carries him up like multiple rungs of the salmon ladder. <laughs> I do like a good salmon ladder climb. I can't lie to you there. But all right. Back back to WandaVision. I, I think I think the stage is set for some interesting shit to go down. Yeah. So. I'm still intrigued as well. I'm ready. Alexis, what do you think is gonna happen in the next episode? We usually make Matt do this, but yeah, uh, wow, I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> um do you want me I don't to know. I mean we're definitely gonna meet that that astrophysicist, which I am assuming will solve so many problems for Rambo <laughs> and actually create a link between what's in there. Um, I think Kat Dennings will um, suddenly turn into a family figure. So like an aunt or something as well, or someone related to vision. They'll try and tie her in uh, more closely to the family. I don't know. I, like that. I don't think like she's, just, she's not gonna thing? be like a background character. I think she's going to be suddenly like a main character and someone related to Vision in the whole family scheme if we're keeping it in the family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh, Vision, I guess Vision will just keep investigating. (laughs) (laughs) What if, oh my God, what if the next episode is like a Scrubs thing and Vision's in a hospital bed and Kat Dennings is one of the the fun, funny, sexy doctors from Scrubs. Now, do they do it? Is it a musical know. episode? So he's now that he he comes back after being broken apart, and he just thinks everybody's singing. Oh, he's just if the they rain. did a musical episode on One Division, I would flip my fucking shit. They oh probably, my god! They probably will. Like that, that would like be incredible. Thing. It seems like a thing that they would do, right? That yeah. would be literally not for nothing. Literally incredible. Six. Went too far. Okay. Flew too close to the sun on that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that either. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like now I've willed that into existence, and I'm very upset about it. All right, I'll see you guys in the next episode.